practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. This is, <laughs> <laughs> is H-Face. <laughs> this is Case. KC or Case, whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever your fucking proclivity, dude. The nomenclature. Just don't call me late for dinner, brah. <laughs> um, no, you were asking me about my voice, which I'm sure people have How already have already heard and turned off the turned off Lighten the episode twits up. because it's like uh, like uh, like teeth teeth gritting and an asphalt. <laughs> this is the back end. This is the back end of uh, a sickness. Oh, lordy, this lordy, is, Lou. I actually, when I was ex- very under the weather, starting right after, like the next day after we recorded the last episode, I uh, I was gonna go um, uh, to work, and I I took one step out of bed, and immediately it was that like one step, and even just like my foot, like the like just when my foot hit the floor, it was like hot, cold, what? I was just instantly, I was like, oh, I'm really sick. So I just got right back in bed. And the thing about, and it, by the way, I ended up going to the doctor and they did a test for strep throat because my throat was hurt. They did a test for the flu because I was just sick all over. Yeah. Negative, negative. And then finally I was like, you know, I just, doc, I just haven't been sick in a while. You got to level with me. Yeah. Am I in here because because be I'm an <laughs> am I in here because I'm an adult with a cold basically, and and she's <laughs> right yeah she was nice enough not to say yes but she was like ah we're seeing a lot of it but I was like ah oh, well I don't know but anyway so that was like I was gross and I, she just had me taking Benadryl and stuff um yeah which is funny because I was just laughing because I was like feeling crazy because I'm taking all this Benadryl. And I was like, isn't it amazing mm. how how times change? And I instantly went back to like, well, I'm not implicating anybody, but like, <laughs> I was just like, six years ago, I, bus, I, but like... <laughs> six years ago, I was doing cocaine in a bathroom in Williamsburg with a guy I kind of knew. And, you know, now <laughs> I'm right, like, yeah. I was like, I don't, I think the Benadryl says every four hours. I think I'm going to do it every eight. It's just too much. But, um, no, this is like, my voice is just from all that congestion built up. And now it finally like took its yeah. toll on the old, the old Vokies, the old H pipes, the old, the old baggers. But I'm, uh, uh, despite how I sound and I feel okay. How are you? That's good. I'm, 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 I'm all right. That being said, you are you ready to got carry a sick it? kid? Got a fucking sick life? Got a sick wife? <laughs> no, you don't, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, Harvey. Harvey had what you have right now, and just finally today, like kicked it. Just kicked it finally. Despite the the nights of not sleeping and the the yeah fidgeting and the sure. It's funny we talked about. Um, cause Ruby got sick too, dad talk, but, um, nice dad talk. And I was like, oh man, she's some a, DT, she's some DTs, man. She, she's a pill. 
But then God was like, hey, I guess you haven't been sick in a while. Remember what it feels like. There you go. There you go. So obviously, because you're like, I would take that sickness from you because you don't get it. You don't understand. Like, let me take that sickness and you get that sickness. You're like, fuck this shit. I don't want this sickness. Yeah. But when I get sick, we don't get beans on the dinner table, baby. Dad's got to push through. (laughs) Oh, no, exactly. Dad's got to eat the scraps. I was, oh man, but I really haven't been sick in a while, um, in quite a while. And I was like, man, I feel like I used to be sick all the time. And I was like, oh, I haven't worked in restaurants for, for a minute. I used to be sick yeah. so much in restaurants and not cause I was, it's just, of course, yeah, it's just the environment. You can't help it. Um, but also, I mean, luckily I, I do have a job where I could call and be like, I'm sick, man. Especially before I knew it was yeah, just like a virus or something. I was like, you don't want me coming in. And, but I, I couldn't do that when like, when I worked in restaurants in New York, like very rarely was, I mean, how many times did you call into your restaurant? And you're like, you sounded like this or worse. And you're like, seriously, I just, you got to get somebody to cover for me. And they'll be like, Oh, yeah. we'll try. We'll try. And then you get that call yeah. an hour later. Like, you we need you you can't do it you can't do it it's not happening so then you're behind a bar like hey man what can i get you i lost my voice because i was partying not because i'm (laughs) gonna get you real real (laughs) sick (laughs) dusting those fucking manhattans with a nice fucking brooklyn stink i remember i i was so sick one time working at um that french restaurant i worked at oh i just clicked in max it's nice. maxi baby up, man? um so this is lisa's phone i'm gonna try to connect on my computer which wants me to switch to chrome is chrome safe that's fine <laughs> right yeah <laughs> We'll see you in a minute, man. Welcome back to the podcast. A classic. Welcome back to Sick Talk. Uh, no, it was just, <laughs> I just remember one instance. Wait, where I, how sick are you? How sick am I? His computer sick. My <laughs> my cat made my computer yeah, sick. I mean, I, I don't know. Tis the season. Tis the season. I was going to say earlier, though, like, as for being sick all week, are you and Max mm-hmm. ready to carry this episode on your... Your bearded shoulders. On our very sturdy backs. I didn't even have... I think we can do it. I didn't even have good... I didn't even have good grade school sick. You know what I mean? Like, and now... Oh, yeah, where you can just coast and just watch, like, Coach. Yeah. And, like, your favorite, like, Chevy Chase movie that's off-brand. Like, it's not even Christmas season. And now you got everything at your fingertips, and yet... Um... Yeah, I couldn't watch anything. I was just like, I just was in bed yeah. the whole time, man. No. Uh, we've had that argument because we talked about it last when we, last time, like Disney Plus. It's an embarrassment of riches Yeah. in that, like, we have been like, Harvey, you have, you have to. And I told Ashley this story. Like, I was like, I remember being a kid and not having cartoons Enough to the point, like, it was, like, a Friday night, and they were playing, like, a fucking Pink Panther cartoon marathon. Yeah. 
And I was like, thank God, it's a fucking cartoon. And my parents were like, oh, you like Pink Panther cartoons? We love them as a kid. And I was like, I just need fucking cartoons, goddammit. I remember those cartoons quite well. Oh, that but hunter. Like, and I was like, we need to, I need, we need to turn Harvey and Ruby into those fucking schmeagles. Because otherwise, as we've had the last couple of weeks, it's like Harvey now has the Disney app and she just clicks and she'll watch five minutes of something. Next, ten minutes of something. Oh, yeah. Next, ten yeah. minutes of something. It's like, no, man, you need to uh, just saddle up and watch a Columbo with Dad. <laughs> just in time for the holidays, holidays, Thanksgiving. I know, exactly. Can't believe. GD, baby. Are you ready? I guess, like a dumb dad, of course I'm ready. I'm always ready. What are you guys doing? Uh, we're gonna go. Visit, we're gonna go uh, stay with Ashley's mom. Nice, nice. Be a couple days. Like she has to work Black Friday, so okay, okay. We'll be there. We're gonna hang out long enough to like make her dinner when she comes home, and right on. Have that post, and then we'll we'll be back. Sounds fun. Traveling, traveling for yeah. Thanksgiving. It's not a crazy drive for you guys, is it? No, it's like. Four and a half, five hours. Oh, that's something. A couple podcasts. That's something. You get a couple podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to. I it's crazy. Like the older you get, time in a car it definitely shifts, right? Like, um, we're yeah. from South Dakota, Watertown. My grandparents lived in Crooks, which is just south of Sioux mm-hmm. Falls. And I, I just describing this. It's only about. An hour and a half, maybe, a drive? Yeah. Really? And that felt like... It's the fucking like trail we to Yeah, it was long, yeah. so long. Because it, you're so... You're so close to you're so close to Christmas, yeah. and you're like, I'm doing this trip, and there's no gifts at the end. Oh. I get nothing. No, my grandma... Like, I had Grandma um, Catherine, she put on a good Thanksgiving... It was the no gifts necessary. The gift was her cigarette and mouth. There he is. There he oh, is. I've been watching cigarette and mouth giving for the last two minutes. The Thanksgiving gifts. I'm glad that you can actually see me now. It's funny because, yeah. Anyway, nothing was working. He's back, baby. We got Maxime here. Yeah, driving sucks. I I am terrified of driving anymore, but I had to do it quite a bit recently. Because you're in the Arizona fucking Roughnecks, right? You're in the mountain, mountain, mountains? Yeah, I'm a regular mountain man now. You guys got to give me some context here. The Arizona mountains? Yeah, like up in northern Arizona, we got the San Francisco Peaks and um, stuff. It's all that part sounds of- like, a good, like a good strain. I give me some of those San Francisco Peaks, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, like a, a horny 80s. <laughs> yeah, knocking on the stall. <laughs> I don't know the native name, um, like the Navajo Diné name, but um, they are like, there's like four huge sacred peaks all around Colorado Plateau. And um, I think this is one of them, yeah. So we can see them. They just got a little dusting. Uh, we live right below a little mountain. Looks like a hill actually, but it's called Mount Eldon. 
Um, mm -hmm. So it's nice. I mean, you can just take a little walk to and see Duff, Bigfoot. So it's all right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, clean air. I like that. Phoenix is. <laughs> well, I won't talk about Phoenix. 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 <laughs> Are we digging on Phoenix? <laughs> It's hard. I mean, there are things I like about it that I found to like about it. Spread out, I hear. Spread out. Yeah. Very. Yeah. There's a lot, and it's very flat. Phoenix. Yeah. No. A dry heat. Um, you know where you stand on Chinese restaurants. Like, you just don't even have to go to them because they all suck. So you know that. Um, you don't have to do that. You know. Not even like a good shitty Chinese style. You know, like a walk-in Chinese. Uh, there's not it's even hard to get that. There's one. There's actually a really, really good one outside, like in the Phoenix area in Tempe, which has abysmal reviews, but it's actually extremely high quality. I think it's because people are expecting shitty Chinese, so they like it has three stars. Right, that's what you want. You're like, what is it? Eight thirty at night? I need myself some fucking <laughs> cram rangoons. <laughs> I mean, that's how it is in Columbus. Like, when Ashley and I first moved here, we were like, okay, it's like 9 o'clock at night. We're hungry. You know what I want? I would like Chinese. Like, I would like some nice, crappy Chinese. And, of course, all Chinese restaurants close at, like, 5.30. Yeah. Like, you don't get that, like, New York City, like, Minneapolis quality, like, late-night crappy Chinese. Like, but, but that's what you want. Like, you want a scummy lo mein. Sure. Scummy lo mein in Minnesota is good. Sure. You're right, exactly, yeah. Lo mein in Phoenix, Phoenix is away. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's actually scummy. I don't have a lot here in the suburbs, in the burbs outside of Charleston, but honestly, and not a lot in walking distance, but I got a shitbox Chinese that's tasty. Well, that's the best. Yeah. Like, that's all you need is like a nice shitbox Chinese. Hey, there she is. What's up, big girl? Harvey Georgia and Ash want to say hello. Hi, Bubba. I do. She does not. Say hi. I hear her. Oh, yeah, no. How rude. <laughs> now she'll That's hear that bad. I heard your. I don't want to be there. <laughs> I'm I trying. Do? I'm trying. Oh, big yo. Oh. Right? You want to say hi? Say hi to Maxie and Hansi. Oh, yeah. And then you can type. Type, type, type. Type, type, type. Fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the power goes out. I know. I'm so sorry. Love you, guys. Love you. Hey, love you. Oh, yeah. She cranked that volume up. Did she? Yeah. Is that burning yours? My, I'm missing them. Um, Ruby broke sorry. my glasses and my headphones in the last 24 hours. She just took my glasses and went, snap. And now she had these earlier. And I was like, oh, Meg, don't let her... Uh, can I have my headphones back? Please don't. And now I can't hear out of this side, but fuck it. Um, here, context. Let me get some context. Max, welcome to the podcast. Case, right. Max, can hey. we fill our listeners in on on who you are and you know what we're gonna be talking about, what we're doing, what's up, what's on your mind? I have to leave it a mystery. I'm afraid. Sorry. Oh shit. The man mystery shrouded, forever shrouded. Okay, uh, I 
like just finished the animation that you guys made, um, and I like it. It's pretty funny. My girlfriend doesn't like it. She says it's ugly, but I think it's cool. <laughs> did she give you more than what did she think was ugly about it? Just ugly. Oh, just pretty much everything. Really? <laughs> I thought like thematically it was ugly, but in a great way. <laughs> I showed her Space Ghost Coast to Coast for context, and mm. she was like, yeah, no, I couldn't watch this. And I'm like, I hate that too. <laughs> this is a very, for me, this is this was like very irreverent and uh, entertaining for me as a teenager. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So. Well, and it's like, like, I know Max because Max and I, and also Henning, we all went to uh, uh, MCAT together. Yep, yep. And, uh, Max was the back of the classroom creeper like me. Like, we just sit in the back and just observe everyone. <laughs> and then as they try too hard, they're like, well, I mean, like, then we can do our stuff. That's a pretty... That's a, and that's, then, that's then we sneak into it. Yeah. And I was just on the fringes of that environment. Yeah. Sleeping in the porch. The Nazis on it. I remember Casey as the guy who just disappeared. Like, one day he wasn't at school, and I was like, where did he go? Oh, he left. I instantly knew he was off to do bigger and better things. But I thought... I was crashing on Hans's living room. <laughs> That's he right. found the secret. Did you just fade out of school, Case? Was it just like that? No, like, not a lot of fore, forewarning? Well, it was like I went. I remember going to like the <laughs> this is the best like college story. If you have if you ever have a college story, it has to involve going to the Bursar's office. Of course. So I went to the Bursar's office. Sure. <laughs> I was like, uh, hey man, like I I only have X amount of money. Like, can I do this? They're like, nah, you can't. You can't keep going here. <laughs> Like taking like I didn't want to take like there was like a super expensive lighting class. Okay. I had to take because like at MCAD like it, which is beautiful it's a beautiful school and like you work toward your final but like I was like I want to do film I want to do animation and I didn't have enough of a portfolio to go to like the council of masters. Like, Max can speak about it. Like, you got to, like, go and, like, tell them, like, hey, this is what I need to do, and here's my portfolio. Like, you're allowed to go on and become a senior and then do your, like, final senior thesis. Okay. I just didn't have enough shit to do. So I was like, hey, man, can I get my money back? My impression of you was that you just had so many ideas. They were just, like, pouring out, but you you didn't have the – like the content wasn't there because I think you're a really good collaborator. And so like there were like these hilarious, silly comics that everyone, as far as I remember, were loved and were snickering about. But then it was just like, can we have more? And you just got like this dreamy, faraway look. Like <laughs> I disappeared. That was the gin. <laughs> what? With MCAD, though, like like you said, like you don't have enough money. MCAD doesn't work in the sense like X amount – like each credit costs X amount. 
Or does it have to do with like, yeah. no, dude, if you want to take this class, you need money for these materials, for this film developing. It was like, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot more um, like external costs as far as going. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that was, like, I, like, this is, like, I feel like I'm, like, the old-timer, like, well, back in the day for my uh, 8-millimeter class, you had to pay for development fees, but you did have to drive to that one development studio in Minneapolis to get your film developed, like, for your 16-millimeter film class, and, like, you're, like, eh, it's either good or it's fucking dog shit. Doesn't matter. It's still 50 bucks. Right. No, so I'm not defending myself. Like I, I'm like as I, I love the mythology of like Max describing like he just disappeared. I did. I disappeared into like a my Starbucks job. I was going to um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was going to, I did. I did disappear with no bursar's office because I was going to the Art Institute of Minneapolis, which I think that whole company or that whole. Um, institution has been debunked at this point, correct? Basically, I, I remember that. I, I think you mean, you mean Steve Bannon, you? Yeah, exactly. I think basically, um, it was discovered that they were like a pray for play kind of situation where they, um, none of their credits kind of would transfer over to other institutions, and they could close uh, facilities willy nilly without, you know, um, reimbursing students or whatnot. But anyways, I just disappeared from there. Like immediately it was just like, well, I haven't done homework for a month, so I'm just not going to go. <laughs> and I'll never forget. And I was like, well, I guess I, I got a job at Starbucks, of course, of all places at the city center. And like, like an old man at a young age, I was just Al bundy pulled up my sleeves. and I was like, I'm selling coffee for the rest of my life. It's like, that's what I do now. I just, I remember one of my professors, um, I ran into him on the street. This was like a week after my disappearance. And I was still like um, trailing off of mushrooms. And he came up. He's like, oh man, we, where you been? Like, we miss you. Like, he's like, you haven't missed too much. You can come back. And like, without me even saying anything and him just like, Looking at my pupils, he's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. And then he kind of wandered off. Like, oh, boy. Oh, well. Well, someone actually sort of went through the four years and got to the end of that um, cattle herding operation. The big review that Casey mentioned, as far as I remember, was for me was – like I put some comic pages up on the wall and they they were like <clears throat> okay this is funny you know can we have more and i just think you know weird this is kind of like um like what i was thinking about casey i was like i want to see more of casey stuff they want to see more of my stuff but then they didn't really cuz <laughs> then i'd finish a, finish a book and i'd be like here it is and they're like cool yeah. good job wait do you read it do you want to you know now just keep doing that so it's been this weird after effect too after college i just i have this in my head like i have to keep making stuff for someone but they don't know who they don't read it i'm not a particular fan of things that look kind of like my stuff 
So I don't, I'm not really sure why I keep producing, but here I am. No, and that's how I felt. Like, like you, like I remember that comics class, like that we all, all, like you and I met with King Minnie. King Minnie, yes, exactly. Like that was the the we had this comics books class, and it was like I forget the name of it, but it was like the highfalutin like storytelling through images or some some sort of class. Yeah. Sure, sure. And the teacher was like she was a colorist for the Lucifer comic for Vertigo. Cool. Barbara Schultz. Barbara Schultz. And uh, like, oh, maybe you did you leave right before you got a class with like me and Tim in with King Minnie? Was he just kind of I didn't I did not have a class with King Minnie. I did not. I, he was just lurking at that point. Yeah. And was like, your stuff is funny, and then left. Who's King Minnie? Uh, <laughs> you got to give him, tell him, Max. I, I don't re I, I, I remember King like, Minnie, but. Chaos, utter chaos. There, was, there wasn't actually any teachers. We were all just, we were just gathering rooms and, and eat the, the buffet food and, and, like, kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there was there was some kind of class structure. I remember that. Yeah, and she like that was my, like my my favorite like of all time my favorite like critique because I was like 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 as Max said like just faded away like it was the last like finale of this like illustration class where like storytelling through illustration and we were all given the same pages like script pages. So we all had to like do our style until like a two comic book pages, okay. and it was like six panels per page or whatever. But it was a story, like so we had to illustrate the story, and I just did it in like super like lo-fi, dirtbag like lowbrow comic book style. Like, and I remember like somebody was like, "Ah, all your necks look like bent cigarettes." <laughs> Which someone I was like, okay, fine. Like all all my guys have like a bent cigarette neck. Um, but there was like in the class because this was like 2002, 2003. Yeah, like the, the, it, it, so I'm giving you the context of like people are nitpicking the shit out of everything that you're working on. Uh, and it was a class like, thankfully I was in a class with Max who is, like, a fantastic illustrator and very avant-garde and, like, very cool and does crazy shit. But there was a lot of, like, image comics, like, Rob Liefeld dudes in the class. Gotcha. So they would draw pages of, like, fucking Cadillac cars and, like, fucking machine guns and, like, chicks with tits and, like, guys with abs for days. And just, I was like, these guys, like... In my mind, as like growing up on comics, I was like, those guys are gonna be the guys. Mm. They're gonna be the like comic book guys. They're gonna draw Green Lantern and fucking Aquaman because they can draw abs and muscles and cars and guns and shit. And they were like good, and so like just fucking weird, goofy like monsters and like like the guy said the cigarette neck bent dudes. And like I I got a really good critique from the teacher. Like she never gave me shit the whole class but the finale she was just like oh yeah this is really cool i would like this huge like draw an iron man comic <laughs> and that's, you know, i was like 
I don't think I could do that, but I would love to draw a cigarette bent necked Iron Man, <laughs> like <laughs> with a, like a snaggy belly. I feel like that was right before um, kind of that Avengers resurgence too. That was when Iron Man was. Oh like, yeah. You weren't necessarily picking up a, that that title. At the she time. kicked Iron Man to me because he was a scumbag, and she's like, That's "I can great. draw scumbags." Yeah. Like, I'd love to see this guy draw a scumbag for days. Yeah. Well, good call. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think many people even knew who Iron Man was. They right. Soups, Batman, Nuts, and Spider Man. It was like what was that comic book? They used downtown Minneapolis had Big Brain, right? Am, am I thinking of that right? Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But then there was also if you went a little farther downtown, and I'm thinking you're going down Nicolette. This is like so random, but it was like a convenience store, and then they just had oh, the a one shitty with the dirt smut. rack. Yeah, yeah, smut and like that's where you. Shinders. It may have been Shinders. It, it was. I think it was Shinders. I remember Shinders. Place they had like Magic the Gathering cards, and and um yeah and Smut. And <laughs> that's that's all I mean to say. As long as there was Smut, that was the place. It was fucking Shinders, I think. Sour cream and onion chips. Yes, it was Shinders. <laughs> And that's where you could like you go deep in the box, and I was like, oh, you could get your Iron Man, you could get your Submariner, and I'm, <laughs> oh, and I'm yeah. not I'm not dissing those titles. I'm just saying at the time, which would have been like 2001, 2002, um, those weren't um, those weren't on the front rack, if you will. I, I, I just, don't think they're still I, on the front rack, I, even I in 2019. No Submariner coming out under you know like maybe a, a Bloom House, you know. Uh, production or something. Yeah. Somebody can go deep on it. The the cigarette bent neck. I can't get over it because it's not <laughs> constructive or destructive, right? Like it's just a, an observation. Like all your guys have bent cigarette necks, and then it's like, all right, moving on. Like, what do you want me to say? That's how I draw necks. Like that's, that's right, such like, a weird observation. Yes. Wow. I'm recalling other commentary that I received. Actually, Tim and Brett, who are really good friends and both talented cartoonists in their own right, um, would would gang up on me about long sleeves. What's going on here? <laughs> Everyone's getting a long sleeve. They're prepared for weather. Like, they, they dress realistically rather than constantly in the summer. I don't like. You know, that's what I love. Like critiques are critiques. Like you take them and you can take them well, and you can like, like, I, like I don't want to like tell you guys like I'm like that motherfucker that told me I had bent cigarette neck drawings. Like I like I don't wish that man ill will, but I just was like that was the one critique I remember of like what a weird critique. Like with you, Max. Like. Oh, your guys got short sleeves. Why don't they have long sleeves? <laughs> like, what? That's all you took from what I did? Like, I poured my heart and soul into this, and you're like, yeah, man, they all got long sleeves. It, it's, it, what it sounds like to me, and this is something that I had to um, engage in on the other end. For a short period of time, I was subbing in for a um, college introductory introduction to writing um, at the school I went to and one of the critiques I was filling in for a teacher of mine who couldn't 
teach that class. And one of the critiques she gave me of my critiques is like, you got to write more critiques on the paper. And I was like, but there's, you know, what do you mean? She's like, you just got to give them more. And then I was just, this is so funny. I was just looking at my nephew's paper, which his teacher kind of went over and corrected. And she was correcting things on there. And I was looking, I went, oh, she just needs to make sure his paper has marks and writing on it. Because everything she's making note of here is perfect. And she's just short of critiquing by like, she's like, her critique is like, you know, this is pretty much perfect. And then put a check by it. And I was like, but that's not a critique that like, what are you doing? Like, you're just putting red ink onto a paper. It sounds like what's happening. It looks like you said, Max, like, like that's the true artist, right? I just keep making things and I don't know who I'm making them for, but I just keep making them. Like that's art. And then you just have fools walk by and just cigarette long sleeves and they just read check it it's like well obviously i'm not making it for you because nobody can make anything for you because you already (laughs) you should have just bent their neck (laughs) now it all fits or put a mirror to that cigarette bent neck cigarette necks that's a great title for a comic too though Cigarette, oh, cigarette neck. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot. There's a lot going. There, there's the conversation that we are having, and then there's also just the conversation of like, motherfucker smokes so many cigarettes, he's got a hole in his neck. Old cigarette neck. Oh, well, that's darker than I took it. I, I gotta go there. I have to go there because it's mine. I'm old cigarette neck. <laughs> that's not bad, cigarette neck. It has a role to it because the way it flows, cigarette neck the eh eh actually yeah. has a nice nice flow to it i'm gonna write it down <laughs> make some of that t-shirt money yeah baby yeah baby oh it's so funny talking about critiques and everything um a friend of ours brian kemp Kremkow, he lives in new york he writes um he's had this publication reviewing music for years and years and years um and now he like kind of designs shirts and he designs these really cool shirts and he just designed this shirt that is like just neck to waist bad reviews of his publication like just covered <laughs> oh man and it what does it say it just says like good art is shit or something like that it's really cool and it reminded me of what we did when we lived in Minneapolis and we did that show and the only review we got was a real bad review. So the next day we printed them up and just handed those shirts out to the audience. Oh, funny when drunk. Only, only funny when drunk. Only when f- funny when drunk. Which isn't a bad thing. Just get drunk. We should have handed out beers yeah. with the shirt. Yeah, I know exactly. Like, <laughs> shots in the door. So fill me in on, on Mutiny 2 or what? Yeah, we did the uh, cartoon. Like we did a – we have a holiday – themed cartoon coming out we've been working on for a, for a bit soiled santas mm-hmm. partially inspired by our conversations about like 80s media hansi like when we like were watching like night courts and like nothing beats a fucking dirty santa hanging out in the background there's always a fucking dirt bag in the middle of nowhere it's a very classic trope right it tends to be like a new york 80s trope right that just dirty santa ringing that bell 
asking for money or yeah and, and it's always there was always like that old theme right of the down and out dad or down and out drunk yeah. who had to make a few extra bucks over the holiday so he you know he already has a scumbummy beard so he he'd go be a, a a street corner santa or something and then we did a, a commercial which is the uh marty maglio's the soil santa warehouse which is very in in the vein of the Crix Falusi. We're going we're going full hog, fucking Ren and Stimp on this. Yeah, man, it looks really really good. You guys did a really good job. If I can toot your your horns. <laughs> yeah, you got a two Maxi's horn. I know, man. Good job. I keep freezing up on this end, though. Oh no, he's I, I don't hear anything from him. Maxie, we don't hear you, dude. I feel bad. Is he fucking with us? I can see his face. Oh. Oh, damn it. So, that's, um, I, my, my screen was covering his mouth. So, that whole time we were, like, talking, all yeah. I saw were his eyes and I didn't hear anything. I was like, no, I, oh, I didn't shit. Feel like he's probably talking all the time. Like, am I, yeah, can we hear you? Can you hear me? I can't. We, we can hear you now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, great. Because I just kept like interjecting with comments, and they're like, and my girlfriend was. Like, we steamrolling you. Over him. Why are they so rude? Oh. No, but like Hotch just said, because it is now my face screen is covering your mouth. Exactly. So and is so mine. is Hans's. So so I just saw your steely gaze, and I just thought you were like icing us. I was like, okay. <laughs> Max isn't saying anything, man. Like he's he's holding playing cards close to the chest. Yeah, what I was gonna say was that this whole thing. I mean, back at MCAD, we made this comic book called Mutiny Number One. Yeah, Fuck, yeah. Who who did a, a comic that he regrets and he probably won't confirm. <laughs> I loved it. It was about like you know some lonely snowy trip to Davenport, Iowa. Yeah. And then um and Brett von Schlosser who is one of the funniest comic artists that people don't know. Um, but he, like, every time we'd read his stuff, we were just, like, snickering in class. And it'd be like, what you, like, people would get mad at us. Like, are they, like, a clique or something? Do they just all? I don't know. But so. No, and he, like, they all, like, Brent's art in particular, like, Tim is amazing. Like, fantastic. Like, clandestinots, like, if you're listening and you can find it, look it up. Like, look up Brent Van Schlosser, but, like, Brent's stuff is just weird. Like, what was it, Mr. Torso or Torso Man? Yeah, the, the human... And it was just, like, a, just a, like pecs and abs. Head. Yeah. And, and so... There it Hansi's is. got... There it is! It's Mutiny. In fact, that's probably... I mean, we, sh we don't really have a title yet, but we could call it It's Mutiny. But anyway, yeah. Mutiny number two is... The sequel, which is just my nefarious way of trying to lure them back into right, the, yes, like the animation and like get them involved. I mean, but you know, if they don't, I lured Hans into it. Oh, He's so the fun. voice of Any, it. <laughs> anything you want, guys. So fun. I love any collaboration. Yeah, no, you're you guys have been doing it for a long time and um, have seen success in New York and other stuff, but I, I mean. 
I've always just wanted to make goofy little tunes. It's not, you know, I'm not as ambitious as maybe like getting a show on a network, although that would be fun. But just like my favorite animation ever is probably just going to those twisted animation festivals and seeing these dark, bizarre, experimental short things that are just like thought provoking and just chock full of this fresh imagination. And, you know, these people might not even work on a, on a network thing because it doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same, um, like a network kind of strips stuff of its intrigue and it's like, yeah, it kind of goes we're talking about the the critique of like cigarette neck and your sleeves are too long like we're the guy like the three of us are the guys who are on the lower end like if you get in on like an adult swim show you're the guy that's like get me fucking coffee you old fucking long sleeve (laughs) you long sleeve you know like but like you're in like they want you to like pour your heart and soul into something and then they're like yeah i'll take two things out of that and then like like get the fuck out of here old cigarette neck i think um uh i haven't had a network on in a while but it came on and i was like i want to blow my i want to put my fucking revolver to my heart (laughs) superstore came on there's a show oh, called Super. Superstore. Oh, God. And it's on, like, NBC or CBS or something. And it is what it is. Is it about working at Walmart? It's basically about working at Walmart, and that's not what broke my heart. Two things broke my heart. It's been on the air for, like, six years. But also, front and center was uh, Mark McKinney from oh, Kids in the that's Hall. Right. And they was just, like, canned one-liners, and I was like, I couldn't turn it off fast enough. And I'm sure he's happy as hell, man. But if we're talking about networks stripping things away, that... It's like Mark McKinney's like the pansexual Walmart worker. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just because Kids in the Hall is exactly like what you're talk- two guys are talking about. Like something with like heart and creativity and, you know, no reins and just like balls to the wall and then it's like 25 years later it's like superstore like fucking Walmart jokes man (laughs) that shit sells baby that works man but that's what we're trying to sell because we're selling this beautiful little short called Marty Maglio Soiled Santa and because we're recording this now you can watch it right now can you really? Kick it now. Don't fuck with me. Well, can when, you really? <laughs> when this is live, you can watch it now. <laughs> no. Where can they find it? Hansi, can you can you do this right now? Can you post it now? Yeah. They won't block it, you know, as long as you don't have the as long as you don't have the word like sex in the email address that you sign up with. <laughs> I think they accept most everything. <laughs> but that's my email is sex.email.gmail. <laughs> And mine is blood sex sugar magic at computer.yahoo. I literally ran into this issue when I was helping with a friend's new podcast, um, The History of Sex. Oh. Which mm-hmm. is it, it is genuinely as innocent as it sounds. Is how horny is it, Max? Scale <laughs> one to ten. Not as horny as I am right now. It's like a, like a two and a half. I'd 
Ah, okay, fine. Um, and even that, Vimeo was like, "Oh no, what are you talking about? You're talking about this is not good." So they had to. We had to figure out a workaround to that. Yeah. And YouTube censored us because we had like a baby at a Nazi rally, but so that's a whole lot. Um, Welcome to my life. <laughs> that's that's some. I mean, yeah, I don't know about censorship. That's some alt righty kind of. Uh, there's a danger zone there, I suppose, that they're just flagging yeah. for that I'll shit. Picked up on it. We it didn't understand that we we're talking about like mm -hmm. just straight up history. Why Hitler ex thought that the Nazi state should be a, a nanny state or something. Sure. And, mm -hmm. and so there's a there's a kind of the joke is that the whole thing is disgusting. This SS officer has his child there, you know, just going cooing at him and going, "Listen to Uncle Hitler," and it's meant to be disturbing, but that subtlety is lost on the on the YouTube algorithm or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we. Man, what do you think? They're getting paid minimum wage, man. They're like, no, thanks. Offensive. Click. Oh, can you imagine being the YouTube like employee, like the, yeah. the actual scanner? They're like, give the him the algorithm. Give him the Nazi stuff. That guy. <laughs> that guy lives you in a basement regret, they're like, you showed up late for work, and they're like, yeah, you're the Nazi guy. Oh, thank God, I'm not the murder guy. Right. <laughs> thank God, I'm not the toilet guy today. <laughs> Uh, or, or fake tunes. I love the, the fake cartoons. I love that the news is now calling those things that are like disgusting, weird things that are to lure children to watch gross. Like, oh, right. Like Spider-Man fingers, like that weird, like deep YouTube. I, I, I've never seen any of that stuff, but I desperately now want to call our series fake tunes. But I don't think that's a good idea at this stage. It's weird, like, it's, I don't, like, Hans, if you haven't seen it, it's so weird, because I saw one of them before I, before Ash and I had Harvey, like, my niece, Brooklyn, like, one of them came up, and it was just, like, a, a hand puppet, and it was this weird, like, smiley person, like, one little finger, one little finger, one is Spider-Man, and then it just, like, turns into this weird... Like, there's stuff about, like, dentists, like, videos of, like, kids going to the dentist and, like, Mickey Mouse having babies from the, like, it's just this fucking weird, it's like machine learning cartoons. Like, <laughs> if a machine could make a cartoon, and it just makes it, and you, you're unsettled, because you're like, what the fuck is this about? It's like a lullaby, but, like, Deadpool's in it? I heard. And then there's Ilka? <laughs> I heard uh, I heard something that I can't unhear, and it has to do with Mickey Mouse and why his uh, why he has the white gloves. Can anybody gather a guess? Um, I have a guess. Go up for it. <laughs> well, I couldn't hear you over the piercing. I don't know what was that. Jingle bells. But if your answer had anything to do with blackface and minstrel shows, that's correct. <laughs> Yeah, Betty Boop, all these. I was like, ooh. It's just, it's like traditional that like old minstrel shows, they had like white gloves on for whatever reason. Maybe because they use less makeup or some bullshit. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, less makeup. So, old Mickey. 
white glove Mickey, man. Oh, white glove Mickey. Sorry, I had to dispense that that uh, damning information. No, it's actually true. There's a lot of bizarre things about Disney, and since I'm like kind of wrapped up in it, doing these knockoff products that are kind of like inspired by Disney stuff, mm-hmm. we are in this, and yet not totally in this community of Disney files that know all this dirt, and yet there's also these people that are. Well, my girlfriend calls them mentally ill because they're like <laughs> quite obsessed. Uh, to the point where, like, their entire house is just decked out in the official yeah. merchandise. And, sure. <laughs> and, yeah, but we also have friends who, like, may or may not work for a related company and who, like, tell us things about the weird stuff that happens at the parks. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting um, uh, world. <laughs> yeah, when you get that big, I think... Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff navigates through their their odd bubble. I have a question from our our old friend from the pod, uh, Mitch. Okay. Mitch Rhodes, who I, I hung out with last night, um, and we had we we talked at length about this this question because he posed it to me, and then it was a fun question, and it went into like fun weird places. It was like. So his question was, if you had the choice between, could would you choose like flight or invisibility? It's a classic question. Yeah, and I was like, it's it's sort of like you get into it, and it's like it's kind of the choice between like good and evil, good and evil. No doubt about it. Like flight is an aspirational thing, yep. and invisibility is like sneaky, sneaky shit. It's introvert versus extrovert as well yeah i I would say depends on your mood man but lately i'm invisible all the way baby that'd be great it's also about like physicality versus intellect or something right because if you're invisible you can just like find out things that you're curious about right and that's what we got into and i was because his first response was like oh yeah fuck i'm invisible like I'm just fucking, like, CIA shit. Like, I'm going to go, like, Kim Jong-un. I'm going to fucking go. Like, I'm your hitman. And I was like, and then we got to the conversation. I was like, but how do you get there? You're naked. So, A, you have to get on an airplane. But you have to find an airplane that's going to North Korea. And you got to get on that airplane. You don't have a seat because you're invisible. You don't have clothes. You can't wait. Someone's going to try to stand where you're standing. Right. So you have to, like, stand naked on an airplane for 25 hours. You could take a seat, and then someone's going to sleep on your – you could sleep on your leg. That was, like – like, that's why I love the invisibility thing is because you're like, yeah, man. Other than peeping on people in the bathroom. There you go. Like, you know, like, that's the, like – you're like, I'm going to see a lot of boobs. That's the thing, yeah. People, people over you, you thought it through, but most, like most people, are like, yeah, I'm invisible. I'll do this and this, and like, that's a lot of work. I guess I'm just. Well, gonna you gotta, you gotta get on an airplane, and you gotta stand, also naked, no clothes, no socks, no underwear, unless clothes are involved. But I assume you gotta be naked to be fucking invisible, right? Uh, cause, and also, like, to go, like. 
our friend Mitch was like, yeah, I don't want to fly because uh, someone would shoot me. It's like that's the best defense for not wanting flight because you're like just like ah because I'm with you guys like the aspirational like you can fly like you can go you're free you can deliver things he was like yeah I don't want some redneck shooting at me like a drone like you're like a and then I was like that's true you would just become an Amazon drone like Hans Max you guys can fly could you uh toot that package down to fucking Mankato and then head on up to Green Bay. And it's like, because you can fly. They'll pay you $15 an hour. That's the thing. They didn't say you had other um, abilities. So if you can just no, fly. You can, you're a human who can fly so someone can throw a fucking rock at you. So you, yeah, will, be, you will be a letter carrier, most likely. <laughs> Invisibility is a, is a lack of a power. But flight just gives you you're a laborer more. So like would you choose to have additional power or would you like to have less less power and just sit in a fucking toilet? I'm not here. I just want to see you naked. I'd just be that guy from the old um uh, what was that Andy Griffith show where they they give me that choice and I just bumble away and lock myself in the prison? I don't want to do that. Cheek. I don't want flight or invisibility. I got work tomorrow. <laughs> Just let me be me. Yeah, this is like a Twilight Zone curse. Like, what would you like to have, and how can we twist it against you? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think about it as Twilight Zone curse until he was like, literally like, yeah, I don't want flight because someone would shoot at me. And I was like, no, they literally would. Some asshole would just be like, oh, it's that flying dick, Maxime. Boom. Can't you just give me a cigarette, Nick? <laughs> yeah. <Good>. <laughs> I just want a beautifully bent neck. If you could fly like fairly effortlessly, could you fall asleep while flying? I would say no. All right. <laughs> Boom. I Boom have... There you go. So if you fall asleep, you just fall. You have to like will yourself to fly. Basically, that's one of the rules. Yeah. That's what I would say, Hansi. What about well? What are your rules of flight? The Hansi's rules of flight. Now go. You're on. You're. you're we got you. So, as far as flight goes, is it like? Does it autom? Can you control your speed? I feel like it would be like a sprint. Like, if you work on it, you can get fast. But if you're like okay, lazy, so- it's just like a you're like so- an old Nimbus cloud, like tooting along. So then the answer is yes, you have to will it. So no, you can't sleep. But it, for invisibility, is it just boom? As soon as you take that, take that gamble. I feel like you're, you're just invisible. straight up invisible forever. You're gone. I, you're you, erased. You right. put a white shirt on. Sure, of course. Bandages. But then you're that guy. You're like ah, Hansi chose invisibility. What a dick. What if you look like, at him with this Hawaiian shirt? And so you ask someone to tattoo, like, your face on your invisible face. Uh, <laughs> like a uh, hollow what's face? Uh, yeah, so you're talking <laughs> scary tattoo that's hollow. This is me, I swear. This is me. That's, I didn't want this any longer. That's pretty funny. Because the tattoo artist obviously would do a terrible job because he can't see you. Yeah. 
So you just had this odd flow. You just disgusted. <laughs> that was my eye. That was my eye. And then here's a how I looked 20 years ago. <laughs> and then it's all just mustaches. You lose instantly. You lose why yeah. you chose that power, quote unquote power. And so then you try and get it laser removed. So then you just literally become like a walking um, pixel or whatever, you know, like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like a... What's that? A walking sensor pixel or whatever. Could you have a scar? Like what is scar? Like you said, like uh, I get a tattoo of my own face and I'm like, no, no, thanks. That's not my own face. Removed. Would you just then have the scar of the bad tattoo on your own invisible? That's a good question. I think your body manifests the invisibility. So, like, if it's a your cell that hasn't been died, then it will just be invisible. This is this is my invisibility rule. So, okay, you know, I, I buy that. Like, that's why I'm asking. I'm bad. asking for rule. I'm asking for the rules of the world. Your scar will be really nasty and sensitive for years, but but no one can see it. No one can see it. Uh, if you eat a banana, except for that, do, that, you, that, do you see the banana? Like, you, you see the food? It doesn't have to be a banana, I'm just saying. That's just, that's just too weird. Uh, no, that's a, it's really like bananas. About I guess if we're going cartoon rules, then no. It, like, goes behind some invisibility aside. Yeah. And you're in invisible guts, but, like... Yeah. Okay. Once, once it becomes you, once your bacteria in your... So, this is an interesting question, because... If we are ruled by the bacteria in our gut, gut then what determines if it's visible or not? Until the banana gets there, maybe it has to be pre-digested a little bit, and so you can see the banana mashing up and kind of like becoming. But then it just like falls away. Yeah, but then it like slowly dissolves into like a transparent fluid. That's then... why he's the dude, man. I can't wait till Henning hears about. He doesn't trust the gut brain. <laughs> he doesn't believe me. <laughs> Love this. Got some, back, no, got but some I, backing now. That's why I love this question because I just love like when Mitch and I talked, which is exactly what the the three of us have done. It's like it devolves into just like you're invisible, but you you end up working for the man. You still have a fucking day job. You're like I'm invisible, but yeah, yeah, get in line, fucker. That's what but I was. Gonna Max say. said he could fly. I want, he's like, gotta bring my package. He gotta. He's gotta bring Hans's bananas. Hans is invisible. I need like a third choice. Like if if you can give me those two things, you can give me a winning scratch off or something, man. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking mounds of riches. Give me give me ten grand. Give me give me an up on the year. No, you get the, you get you now or invisible you or flying. See, inv <laughs> invisible me is still eating navy beans, man. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, I'm still myself, but no one can see me. <laughs> Your third choice is you can transform any fruit into an onion. <laughs> That's it. Oh, onion, man. You'll be making a lot of stews. <laughs> Just ruining a lot of people's brunches. <laughs> onion, 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 onion. Get this guy out of here. Mimosa, onyosa. <laughs> <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah.
a star makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. <coughs> hey, it's your old pal Marty Maglio here, reminding you to head on over to Vimeo.com slash Mutiny2 to check out our latest video, Marty Maglio Soiled Santa Warehouse. It's season's greetings from me to you. Follow la 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 da da do. Now go ahead and take it, Mickey. Hey there, Mickey. You're looking pretty good. Maybe you uh, maybe you want to fit under this uh, Santa hat there.